Effectively Wild, the Daily Baseball Prospectus podcast. At the western edge of Manhattan, where I'm keeping a close eye on New Jersey, I am Ben Lindbergh. In his Honda Fit, in a garage in Long Beach, California, he is Sam Miller. Sam, it is time for that age-old question. <laughs> what is your topic today? I was going to propose the Texas Rangers. All right. And I was going to propose how the Nationals have handled and are continuing to handle the Steven Strasburg innings limit debacle. Well, hmm. I was thinking I was thinking earlier today that if if we choose your topic again, <laughs> yeah. Fine, but I think then we would officially be in the zone where we have to continue choosing your topic forever as a joke, like a Teddy Rook mascot race kind of a situation. Uh-huh. So I guess the the real decision we have to make today is: Are we going to commit to a Teddy Roosevelt in the mascot race situation, or are we going to have some equity in this podcast? I think we should not have a Teddy Roosevelt situation because sometimes you're going to have better ideas. In fact, I think you already have had a better idea in the first episode that we just didn't talk about. Um, I just misused the word equity, didn't I? Uh, possibly. All right. but, um, we'll move on from that. Okay. So we are talking about the Texas Rangers then in, in the interests of fairness. So the reason that I'm interested in the Texas Rangers today is I edit the daily hit list on the Baseball Perspectives website. Mm -hmm. And as far as I can remember, the Texas Rangers have been in the number one spot uh, every day that we've done a hit list uh, (laughs) from the beginning of the year. And they have essentially been the major leagues run differential leader every day. Day. And for a long time, it was sort of absurd. They were dozens and dozens of runs ahead of the next best team. Uh, and they were, at one point, uh, the owners of a Pythagorean winning percentage that would have made them the greatest team in many decades. Um, and that has slowed down a lot. And going into yesterday's game, the Rangers were in danger of losing their run differential lead. They had a one-run lead over the Yankees. The Yankees lost yesterday, so now they have a two-run lead over the Yankees. But it is quite possible that the Rangers are not, in fact, the best team in baseball. So and, so this decline must have started right around the time you wrote your article about how the Rangers were the best team and someday would not be the best team. Uh, yeah, I, it, it starts around that time. Uh, that's one way of saying it another way of saying it is it starts around the time that i wrote an article saying that the rangers were the best team and seemed invincible and would almost always be the best team and um almost mocking the idea of them not being the best team so you can look at it as a bit of good timing or a bit of bad timing but regardless for the rangers it was not good timing at all and they are maybe i don't know maybe maybe vulnerable do you think they're vulnerable? Do you think that there's any chance the Rangers are going to lose a playoff spot? No. I, I don't think so I either. Do not. I think, all right, let's see. So they're, they've got a six-game lead in the division right now. Uh, their playoff odds have been in the mid or high 90s for as long as I can remember, basically. Um, 
So I wouldn't say vulnerable to missing a playoff spot. I mean, clearly it's much more of a, a race than it looked like it would be early. Um, and I, I would think the Angels would stay within striking distance probably through the end of the season or, or just about. Um, I, I don't know, though. Uh, there's not a whole lot of, of weaknesses you can point to, really. No, there there aren't, especially now that they finally have gotten uh, almost their entire pitching staff off of the disabled list. Um, I think that uh, it is co- sort of amusing to look back and see the sort of pitchers that they were throwing out there, considering how deep their staff is, uh, both their starting rotation and their bullpen. And they had um, basically five, I believe, five key pitchers on the disabled list. Uh, now they're down. I think uh, Uehara is either activated or about to be activated. So that will be just one Feliz. Um, and, of course, they've added Oswald. So they are... They went dumpster diving for Roy Oswald. And now they're like... It's crazy. This is, they uh, they have six... They, they arguably have six good starters. And now they're... All the rumors... Uh, around them involve them adding another high-end starter so their ability to reload and stock up seems to be at this point better than you you know almost any team in baseball they've they've got all the the pieces in place it seems like to make the trades they need to do or to make internal upgrades when they need to um which is what makes it so interesting that that they've struggled for two months i mean so in the past, what is what is struggling exactly? What what sort of winning percentage are we talking over that well, over that time? The winning percentage over exactly two months is almost six hundred. They're thirty and twenty one, which is why they still have a six game lead over the Angels, who have been very good for the past two months. Their run differential over exactly two months is plus two. Hmm. So they have been for the past two months a lot like the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> Um, winning That's an inflammatory statement right there. Necessarily, credibly winning. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 you might remember that early in the season, Jeff Sullivan wrote a piece about um, how the Rangers were essentially uh, in a season-long victory lap. That mm-hmm. they were, they hit 100% playoff odds in our odds in April. Yes. Um, and so they have had basically the whole year to just sort of mess around. And I don't know if that's all they're doing is just messing around. But um, I think that it brings up sort of the same question for the team that Josh Hamilton brings up with his kind of insane start and cooler last two months where you wonder um, how do we should we judge people and should we judge teams um, uh, more based on the recent history or on the overall product of their performance. Um, and I think both the Rangers and Josh Hamilton, if you look at their overall numbers, are still very good. They still have shown that they are among the best, and the Rangers may be the best. But um, if you believe that the past history is more indicative than the entire history, then you could say the Rangers have a lot of flaws. Well, there is that old that old adage about the never being as good as you are or as as you look when you're you know 
in a hot streak and never being as bad as you look when you're struggling. Not that they're exactly struggling, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'd be inclined to, to trust the, the last couple months. Well, you know, it's always a mix of the two. Um, I would think they're more, they're, they're a bit closer to how good they were early on than, than a 500 team, um, which their, their run differential might have said they were over the past couple months. Uh, so in that case, I, I wouldn't, I, I would expect them to bounce back a bit from their, uh, their horrible 30 and, and 20 record or whatever it is that you said they were over that time period. Well, it's 30 and 21. Ah, yes. Don't Sorry. <laughs> Feliz is, is rehabbing now. Is that right? I, uh, is he in a rehab assignment or is he, he should be back sometime soonish? I'm actually uh, not sure. Yeah, I guess I, I do. I mean, I think he's he's not he's not out forever, so mm-hmm. well, he'll be back by the time it matters. I mean, one way or another, the Rangers are going to get a postseason spot. I think they they the question is whether they're going to win the division and whether they're, they're going to have the best record in the league. Uh, but they will get a playoff spot, and I imagine Feliz will be in that playoff rotation if he comes back. And the Rangers have six or seven other starters are we going to start hearing about Feliz back to the bullpen after we finally left that behind us oh gosh i hope so <laughs> i mean I, I there's always it's annoying to have to hear that every year but there's always some uh there's some logic to it in that um if you have a strength in one area and, and a weakness in another it might make sense to shore up the weakness and uh, obviously his stuff works in relief and, and he's coming off an injury, um, which maybe makes you want to be more cautious, but I'd hate to go back to that, that yearly will he or won't he start, uh, after we seem to, to finally put that question to rest this year. Yeah, that would be, uh, the most, the most merciful thing that could happen, I think in baseball is that everybody goes to a all bullpen <laughs> pitching staff so that we don't have to discuss pitcher roles again. It's just brutal. Yes, that would be nice. But I think, I don't want to get off into a tangent here, but I think given the, the whole Daniel Bard situation this year, um, I would probably think twice about uh, just casually recommending that a guy switch from one to the other now, um, just sort of seeing what that can do to a guy, possibly mentally psychologically and and not being able to predict that beforehand with any sort of accuracy it seems Ben what do you think the Yankees should do with Jabba <laughs> it's it's funny that that Jabba is is on the verge of coming back after it seems like a few months ago stories had him basically bleeding out uh, after his trampoline accident um, and suddenly he's back already after it seemed like that was supposed to be a, a career-ending injury. But but I think that is one starter-reliever question that has finally been answered. Um, so now the question is whether he can be anything at all. He's throwing 98? Ah, well, that's encouraging. It is. He's staying away from trampolines. So, have we come to the end? 
I've come to the end of my knowledge. <laughs> I think we might have actually come in around the time that we're aiming to come in around for these things, possibly this time. May I sneak in one quick factoid? You may. The third highest OPS plus on the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. Want to guess? Uh, Hamilton, Beltre, and? Uh, I'm guessing it's not Cruz. Oh, Craig Gentry. That's right. My man, Craig Gentry. Your man. How many plate appearances do you have that handy? Uh, like 140, something like that. Uh-huh. Well, I like to see that. He's, he's quite a defensive wizard, and he's hitting well. 174. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's episode three. And we will be back on Monday with more from this weekend. <laughs>